Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now on to the show. Hello, beloveds. We're so thrilled to be here with you today. And I want to invite you first, before we begin, to just take a moment to really visualize that we're gathering in a virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with one of my favorite creators on the planet, Laura Hollick. (laughs) So I'm so deeply honored and grateful to have my dear soul sister and fellow visionary creator, artist, and guide beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with me today. And I want to tell you a little bit about Laura. She's an award-winning soul artist and the founder of Soul Art Studio, Inc., which is a business devoted to circulating love around the world with creative inspiration. And Bravo TV has created a documentary about Laura's art and life called The Artist's Life, Laura Hollick. She has hosted and produced over 500 radio shows for 93.3 FM, CFMU, called The Artist Lifestyle. And she also gave a TEDx talk called You Are the Art. And Laura's art and insights really touch audiences around the world with her global art projects, like International Soul Art Day, which I have been blessed to be a part of, the Yoni Art Project, and the new Icon movie. So I truly can't wait to share her medicine and soul sparkle with you, beloveds. Welcome, sister. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you and with everyone. I feel like we really are gathering. When you said that, I could feel feel the energy of this circle. Thank you for inviting me. Mm, Absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit about our community pillar this month in Sister Hive, which is to co-create our life as sacred art. And within that, there's the theme of embodying your artistry. So I'd really love to dive into that with you today, Laura. And, you know, I deeply believe that we're all artists and creators and that we're in charge of the greatest masterpiece on earth, which is our lives. And we're co-creating each day all in service to this great cosmic masterpiece and this dance of which we're all a part. And, you know, I believe that the life we're living in this very moment is the true work of sacred art. And I know that you feel very similar. (laughs) And, you know, we all, we all, what we do, what we say, it truly really matters. And Mm -hmm. what we say, what we think, how we create, what we create, in each moment, it affects the strings of the great web of all life because we're so deeply interconnected and interwoven. 
And, you know, what I refer to as the masterpiece is really reaching our peak human potential in this lifetime and embodying our artistry in every moment, continually stretching and growing into the fullness of who we're meant to be in the world for the greater good. And truly, you have mastered this, Laura. It's one of the things that I admire most about you. So I'd love to invite you to share a bit about your own revolutionary journey that led you to reconnect to your sacred work and truly embody your unique artistry in the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So where did it all start? You know, I think with any journey, there's a combination of an inner treasure that we have combined with some kind of a challenge. And for me, my inner treasure that I always have had, I feel so blessed with this is creativity and the ability to imagine that has just been like, that's at my essence level. I've had that. And when I was growing up, I felt so disconnected in my family life and in that circle of that family. And they're good people, they're beautiful people, for whatever reason, I never bonded with them. And in that experience, it was incredibly painful to me. It was like, I felt like I never landed. I felt like I, I was sort of like half here. And one of the ways that I coped with that was I retreated into my imagination. And so I would spend as much time as possible. And so I had the gift of it. So it was great. You know, I could imagine. And we lived in this place where there's a lot of nature around. Yeah. And I would go out in the field or the forest or the meadow and just sit there. And I'd imagine unicorns and rainbows. And it was like I was so cared for by my imagination. And it felt like home. And so it was a nice feeling, you know, to feel like at home. But also I never really found like home in, in the reality and so as I grew up, I discovered art and art was something that I'm like, oh, you mean you can make your imagination real? <laughs> it was like this big revelation. Like you could, you can imagine something and then you could make it. And so I just dove in like, like passion on fire going with art and I was, whatever I'd imagine, I would make it. And my skills at making things got stronger and stronger and stronger. And ultimately, what I was really trying to do was make a home for myself. Because my imagination felt like home. And I thought, well, if I could make it, I could have a home here. So a lot of my journey, you know, in the beginnings of things was figuring out how to be here. Like as simple as that. Like how can I exist in this reality in a way that feels like it's in resonance with my soul and who I really am. Yeah. So that's what started my journey. Mm, so beautiful. And that piece about, you know, something that I've really been moving with a lot is this idea of homecoming. So I love yeah. that you brought that forward, this idea of, of home. You know, and yeah. what that is. So I guess I'd love to ask you about that for you, you know, that homecoming, you know, how, what are some recommendations you might have for our listeners in their own journey of homecoming and reconnecting to themselves, to their passions, to their own embodied sense of artistry? Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, home, although we might think of it like a building, right? That's how our current structure, like home is some kind of a, a place. 
in my experience, home is, is our essence. Mm. And so whenever I feel connected to my essence, I feel at home. And so I think the journey is, first of all, we have to be able to discern the energetic signature or fingerprint of our own essence. Mm -hmm. And that's a journey in itself. And as we, we know the resonance of our home frequency, that essence, then the work becomes, okay, now how do you embody that? How do you integrate it into what you eat and how you spend your time and the relationships you have and the clothes you wear and where you live? And so there's kind of the, an inner component to home where it's the learning about your own essence. And then it is being able to let that essence breathe through your cells, uh, your choices, the way you live. And so for each of us, depending on kind of where we are in that journey, we're kind of always in both those places at the same time. We're always deepening into our understanding of our essence. And there's always an opportunity to embody it and, and make a choice that's in alignment or not in alignment. And, you know, in, in our society, sometimes it can be confusing to know what our choices are, you know, because we might think, oh, I, I want this, you know, new coat or something, let's say. But who wants it? You know, does our essence, is it in alignment with our essence? Or is it this feeling that this new thing is going to make us feel like we can fit in more or we can whatever? So there's, you know, it's, it's a lot of just raising our consciousness and our energetic intelligence mm. about ourselves and, and how we show up in the world. So I think that that speaks to, you know, creating yourself as art. It's when you're making those choices like a, a brushstroke. Like, oh, this, is, this expresses me. This feels like me. And, and then our life becomes the art. Mm, so powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really this whole idea of sparkle shamelessly. That's really what that is, coming back to our core essence self. So in that, I'd love to ask you how you personally stay close to your essence self, how you stay close to what is most sacred, how you stay focused on the heart of what matters most with all the noise in the outside world and consumerist culture and social media and all these things that are pulling at us for attention and can maybe help us to you know, create that loss of center, that loss of connection to essence self. So what are some of the things that you do to help really stay close to that essence? The first thing I do is I know what it feels like to be in my essence. Mm. So it's like I have a home base. So I know when I'm off. <laughs> and, and so that in itself makes all the difference in the world to know the difference of what it feels like. So I, I really cultivate the experience of being in my essence. So for me, what that looks like is I have my rituals that I do. I have my daily journal process. I have my own altar. I, you know, food and preparing food is the real practice for me, a conscious practice. I hike almost every day and, and I create art, do photo shoots, make costumes. I mean, all the, pretty much everything I do, actually, if I look at my list of things, they're just things that cultivate the relationship. And so for all of us, we all have our own ways that we will do that. Just like in, in different friendships, you know, some people might really enjoy uh, going bowling and other people might enjoy going for a hike. And neither one is better or worse. It's just like, what makes you feel like you, that's what you want to do? What connects you? What, what deepens the relationship? 
So I cultivate my relationship with my essence every day through as many conscious practices as I can. And I, I challenge myself too. I, I listen for the edge of the growth. You know, it's kind of like, you know, where does, it, where does this want to go? Where's this garden wanting to like stretch into or what does it want to grow and blossom? And, and then I, I invest my energy in learning about that edge so that I can support the next level of me. But I think it really starts with like having a very clear understanding of what it feels like to be in your essence. So you have a home base and then cultivate that. So when things come up and I mean, I can be thrown off very easily, <laughs> you know, something happened this morning and I was like, what? And I, and I, you know, and, and I was fully like in that. And then I was like, okay, what, what's going on in my body? You know, it's like the more we have the awareness of what it feels like to be home, we know when we're off and we also can find ways to come back and receive what the, the gift is of that, you know, crazy scenario or whatever it might be to actually include it in the learning. So it's not about always being like this perfect idea. It's like you're always in your, your essence and everything's great. Being in your essence is a living garden that will have some weeds, you know, and you get to learn how to like pluck them. And yeah, and there's times when the plants die and then they grow again. It's the garden. Your essence is the garden. So it's not just like one flower that blooms once and then you're trying to like, you know, anti-aging, make sure that blossom never dies. Of course the blossoms are going to die. That's a healthy garden because there's another one coming. So it's perfectly okay. So there's no fear of like, it's always got to be perfect. It's just being able to cultivate the the awareness of kind of when you're conscious and when you're not. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. I, I, the one thing that just like really comes to me in what you were sharing is around the piece of that it's in the body that you experience this, that it's embodied. And, you know, in this new feminine paradigm of leadership that we are really co-creating together in, in so many ways as visionaries and, you know, artists and conspirators on the path, it's, it, it is an embodied leadership. It is a coming home to the body first so that we can tap into that intuition and those spaces that really allow us uh, outside of the linear scope of things to come into a new way of feeling. So I love that that piece is so important for your journey and that, you know, totally. it is that embodied piece. Um, so, so in that, I, I am curious in terms of this idea of this new feminine leadership and this paradigm that is emerging, what is the pulse that you feel is there in, in this emergence? What have you seen? What have you experienced? Um, what are your deepest desires in that new emergence? The thing that I feel is calling to me, it's something that I see it like a figure eight. And so to me, um, I'm always called to the union and union to me is what creativity is. Like, even if you think of like how we're created, it's through union. Mm. And when I think of my own creative process, there's an idea, there's an imagination, there's an essence energy that wants to come into form. And so there's the union of the invisible to the visible or the intangible to the tangible. Mm. It's like union. And what I feel is for us to have union of the next creation of the planet, of us as humans on this planet, we require the masculine and the feminine. And what has happened is the feminine has been so 
suppressed that we're not capable of the level of union required at this point, you know? And so, so this rise of the feminine, you know, it's like, it's allowing us to own our power, which then the masculine energy gets the opportunity to rise as well. So really for me, I'm kind of more into like the figure eight, like I'm into like, okay, so when we're all in our power, you know, and we get to have union from that place, what are we creating? You know? So I think when I think of like, what's calling me, what's the pulse and when I think of 2020 and like 2020 vision, and even the symmetry of that is kind of like a figure eight, right? It's, that's what I'm, that's the pulse that I'm feeling is union, mm-hmm. union for creation. And so what can support that is women, we need to understand our power. So we show up to that union. And then also by being leaders, we give others the chance that the masculine and other feminines to also be able to, you know, kind of reconfigure to a place of balanced power that allows the next creation to have a chance. Hmm. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. That that really speaks to uh, Venus just transitioned into Libra, the relational goddess that's all about collaboration and cooperation and really coming together. So I definitely am also feeling that pulse. So I really honor that you're tapped into that and, and you know, just really feeling into what that's going to look like, how we can co-create and dream the new world into being together and really mm. help to foster that together. Um, so I guess in that, uh, in, in that idea of co-creating and dreaming this new world into being, being that imagination is something that you're so tapped into and move with and, and also being that we're still existing in a world where there is great violence against the sacred feminine in a lot of ways. Um, what would you like to impart in terms of, of wisdom of really how we can begin to come together into that union? Any specific practices, sacred practices, anything that might come up for you in that inquiry? How can we really come together to do the healing work that we need to do to truly co-create this new world that is yearning to be birthed? Mm-hmm. Well, something that you just mentioned like a minute ago about the, the Libra, um, <laughs> that you know that being sort of a an energetic time of of something coming so i am libra and it's all you know it's always like the the balance of that and so and relational and things like that however what's fascinating is what i think is my greatest challenge is is connecting and like that initial not bonding in my family experience and feeling disconnected and so even though i have the libra quality and i'm always you know the union is of interest to me it's also a great challenge. Um, And so when I think about, you know, what can we do? I think for each of us, we, we all look at, you know, what are our gifts and what are our challenges and how do the challenges that we have, how can they support us to become more of the person we're here to be? So me knowing that one of my challenges is connecting, even though I've done so much work on it and I've come like, you know, so far in that, It still is, you know, it's like, it's part, it's just something that's in there and it's okay. It's fine. So what I might do to work on union might be very different from some, what someone else might do, depending on what their gifts and their challenges are. But overall, I feel that each of us has the opportunity to find out, you know, what is it that we're called to even focus on? Like there was one point where I was noticing all these different 
issues going on. You know, there's the issue of the feminine, there's the issue of the water, the environment, the animals. And there was all these issues. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what can I do? And then I, I suddenly realized, I'm like, you know what? We each have our thing that we're, we're guided to do. And yes, there's a million other issues, but someone's sacred purpose will be that. <laughs> Trust that that is someone's sacred purpose and you get to focus on yours. Yeah. And so for me, the thing that I choose to focus on is really allowing my creativity to be a priority. Mm. Trusting my instincts, trusting my imagination, trusting the visions and that they are the navigational tool saying, this is what I need to focus on based on my visions. But that would look different from someone else. So I just wanted to add all that in because to share tips or, or guidance or advice, it's like there, there isn't just one way to do something. But I do believe within each of us, we, we have a gift. Everyone's got a gift and everyone's got challenges. So how do those two want to be in union together to contribute? Hmm. You know, and so because connecting has been a challenge for me, I do a lot of global art projects stuff, you know, things that are about connecting because it has a bit of an edge for me. You know, like I have to show up fully in that experience and, and bring my gift and it, it stretches me. It excites me. It's not like a torture thing. It excites me, but it does require all of me and it heals me in the process because mm. I've shown up for my challenge in my essence. Yes. You know, and I think that's where the healing happens in the body when we show up for our unique challenge with our essence yeah. and let our essence shapeshift that challenge and rebirth ourselves in the process. And to me, that's healing. Mm. And that's available to all of us when we tune in to the uniqueness of our own gift and our own challenge. Mm. Yes. Preach sister. I totally feel you on that. And, you know, believe that our greatest wounds have a gem in them. And how do we find that gem and cultivate it and bring it as our sparkling essence to the world as a great healing for all. So thank you so much. I love that. And it's, it's been so wonderful to have you here on the podcast today. And, you know, if there's any other parting words or anything you'd like to offer, I mean, one question that was coming up for me is, you know, for other people, because I've also had that not feeling safe here and not feeling like I belong here and not feeling at home here on earth often. And, you know, any parting words for anybody who might be listening who also feels that way, you know, who's feeling disconnected, who isn't feeling that sense of home, and, you know, who, who could really use a, a little upliftment in that arena. I wonder if you could offer. Yes, I'd love to offer something in that. You know, what I'd love to do is just like swoop in hmm. on a rainbow dragon, ah, yes. swirl <laughs> around that person and just sort of sprinkle love and like a rain a beautiful misting warm shower rain shower and just have that person just for a moment remember that they are loved by their own guides and there are others who've had experiences that are similar to them and can feel and send love for that and to receive that love like a nutrient that can help you to remember who you are that's what i would send Oh, yes. And I'm right there next to you on that <laughs> rainbow dragon sending that fierce love, beloved. <laughs> and remembering that you are sacred. You are sacred. 
and you are deeply loved. So thank you for that. That's so, so beautiful. So it's been such an honor to have you here and I can't wait to see what will unfold as we continue to co-create the new world into being together. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Yay. Thanks so much for joining us for the show today, beloved. If you want to hear more from our guest today, join us in Sister Hive, where you'll receive a masterclass from her and so much more. Additionally, you can learn more about her work at lauraholic.com. And remember, trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds and come on over to laneylovedolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today. 